And we're rolling. All right, friends, welcome back to Altered Every Day with Adam and Matt. Uh, it has been a handful of weeks, and there is an episode on the digital cutting room floor that says that exact same thing <laughs> a few weeks back, um, because living and doing full-time ministry or or more, as and more, uh, and more. And more. <laughs> Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, the, sometimes we don't, we don't make it. Uh, <laughs> so, look, so we're back. Imagine, imagine if you will, right. Um, that this wasn't a full-time pandemic and that you, we weren't all like running ourselves ragged, trying to do all the things and expected to work at least 40 hours a week and be productive and, you know, continue to, to care, not just for our immediate families and our significant others, but also for our, you know, the people we do we are in ministry with, so our, our co-workers in ministry, but also the people we serve, Yeah. right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, not saying it's hard, but there are days that, um, I know that you know, I would have, fall apart. I know I would have a little bit more fuel in the tank to do all those things, not in quarantine. And that's, yeah. but, but that, then at least that's just me. By the time this comes out, um, you know, we may still be talking about GameStop. <laughs> I have been, I have just been stopping and laughing just throughout the week. Like I was walking by um, a guy working on a transistor and I was middle of my run. I stopped, look at the stock. It's gone up like a hundred more dollars. And I just bust out laughing. And the guy like kind of, I think I like spooked him a little bit just because it's just like comes to all times. That's because so funny, but we also, you know, we missed the whole sea shanty craze. Um, you know, <laughs> my sea whole thing talk is still going very, strong. Oh, is it, is it, going. I have, yeah, yeah, I have, no, uh, pumped, I pumped the brake a little bit on that. I was kind of, I was like, you know, what we should do, we're going to turn, um, canticle of the turning into a trendy <laughs> sea shanty. Cause it like, kinda, I mean, it kinda is cause it is based on one of those tunes that that you can use for anything like that. I found that one, like actually at like an, at like kind of a sea shanty like pace is like, yeah, you know, it's some traditional folk song that has like nothing to do with the Magnificat. <laughs> so, right. so uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> we've, uh, we've had a lot of, it's January has been quite an interesting month. Um, Wait, we can just do this now. It's a yeah. <laughs> all right, we're, we're gonna out with the joyful shout. There you go. There you go. All right, so make yeah, sure. All right, friends, make sure to uh, duet this. I don't know how you duet with a uh, with a I podcast, no but idea. I'm sure you know people smarter than us will figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, exactly. That was, or I just or uh, to get that out of my head. <laughs> yeah, you know we've been um, Matt and I have been talking about um, and digging more into the Psalms. Uh, in this new year, uh, yeah. just because it's a different, and we're going to go over um, Psalm 147 later, you know, Psalms are the language of the people to God. And I, I've been preaching on that and had some pretty rich experiences um, with that, but I just like, I have to name, so I don't, you know, I don't know when you're going to hear this, but I just have to name that. So Psalm 62 was the Psalm uh, last Sunday. So Sunday the 24th, Psalm 62. Psalm 62 okay. says, don't focus on riches. Don't focus on riches. Don't focus on riches. Trust in God. Monday, GameStop, hold on. We're going, we're all going to the moon. We're going to the moon. Don't <laughs> Listen, we're buying, we're buying AMC. We're buying Doge stock. If you're uh, really into it or Doge coin, Doge coin. Right, if you're into yeah. the Bitcoin game. 
I've seen so we're yeah, all going to the moon. We're sticking we're, it to the hedge fund managers. My favorite. So my kid came down and showed me this this uh, meme today. It's like Bugs Bunny in the tuxedo, and it says, "I wish you a very happy lose all your money today." <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish all the hedge fund. I wish all the hedge yeah. fund managers. Yeah, I lose, wish all the hedge fund managers very happy lose, to lose your all your money, money today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm in, like, you know what? Given <laughs> that it was Martin Screlly who was a hedge fund manager who bought out, um, what was it? Um, what did Martin Scully buy? Was it insulin or was it EpiPens? But he oh, took it from being a... Oh, sure. Yeah, it was some... One some, of those. Anyway, he took a life-saving drug that was like, you know, 30, 60 bucks, been there forever and jacked it up to 600 bucks a piece. Yeah, you know, I'm just... Yeah, yeah now Maybe owns, the populist jerk in me just says, you know what? Sure, sure. And now he owns a... Uh, and now he owns a... Uh, uh, he owns the one-of-a-kind Wu- Wu-Tang record. He owns the one-of-a-kind Wu-Tang album. You beat me to it. Now he owns a Wu-Tang album that no one else can listen to. And he's in. Is he still in jail? Because uh, I I haven't been following. Yeah. That closely. Either way, the point being is that not I enough, just can't. If you can attach more memes to Martin Scully's story, I'll pay more attention. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, what I can um, certainly get behind at the end of the, it's, and I get that it's, I get that he's a child of God. I'm completely there for that, right? But at the same time, as if as a child of God, you are abusing other child of, you know, children of God to make yourself wealthier you know literally literally that's in that's in the book quite yeah. a few times right yeah it's, it's, right. it's don't do that you sell them out you sell out uh decent people for a pair of sandals you know yeah, yeah. don't do that <laughs> don't do that so i just <laughs> i just you know i just can't i am i'm i'm there for grace but man right. karma right. yeah <laughs> karma a uh a deeply biblical, a, a yeah. biblically accepted answer that everyone agrees on, and that there's right. no, there is no quarrel or disagreement about. <laughs> not in Job, not in Ecclesiastes, <laughs> not even not in the Psalms. They all they're the all on. They're all like, agree. you know what? Good people, they get good things. Yeah, you got good, good, things. good things. That's you got the whole good things. prosperity gospel. Yeah, you got good things. Avi, you're a good person. <laughs> right. That's the prosperity gospel. Good people get good things, and they get more of them. <laughs> if you were a good person, obviously you wouldn't be in debt. You wouldn't have, you know, um, a, a manager who's running you ragged for sixty hours a week. You wouldn't be. If you were a good person, if only you were a good person. If, if you were a good person, you wouldn't. Uh, you know, good people, but uh, always. Uh, Buy low, sell high. Uh, right. Yeah. And get GameStop. <laughs> and invest in GameStop. <laughs> um, so the, the thing that I find really fascinating, right, is that there is a guy who invested a crap ton of money. And one of the things I saw that came across is like, look, if you have $53,000 laying around, you can throw into GameStop. Right, right, right. And right. Yeah, you and turn 53000 into $11 million. Good for you. Oh, well, that's like, right? up to like that's like up to like, got up to like $50 million at one point. Yeah, like it's some... It's, like, I, I know people I know people who have gotten I know people who went in on AMC. I know yeah. people who went on GameStop. I know people who've gotten like <laughs> I know I have a friend when he made dollars in a single day. Yeah, dude. I mean that's the thing that's just like so so absurd that normies um that uh normies can get can like get that money. Um, when usually it's like the whole thing and then and then like the drama about them shutting down the trades and like the free market ain't so free after it's, all like. it's only okay to manipulate the market if you're a billionaire oh or a hedge fund manager gosh. you're a yeah. normie yeah no it's the game is rigged against you and so yeah. this again right goes I, back to my 
I'm like, nope, nope, yeah. nope, nope, nope. I, I also get that like the market is far more complicated than memes will. Right. Let's all, if we all laugh at memes together, we'll get rich, um, right. which is like very much kind of the feel of it at times. But yeah, so <laughs> we are uh, going to be looking at a Psalm today, um, Psalm 147, that is less about what you can get and more about what you have been given. Um, right which is a, uh, I hope a good segue into uh, Psalm 147. So Psalm 147 comes at the, uh, with the last, uh, last set of Psalms in the Psalter. So Psalm 145 to 150, um, there is a, there's a potential that it could be, this is post-exilic. You hear stuff about, um, you're going to hear stuff about gathering the outcasts and speaking to Jacob and Israel uh, and that there's a sense that maybe this is after um, Jerusalem has been reclaimed. Maybe this is after the exiles have come home. And so uh, they're hoping for, you know, this new way, this new life, this new time after exile, which would make sense um, that it's at the end of the book. And that you'll notice that in many Psalms, they will turn from praise to petition or praise to lament or praise to anger or whatever way they go. But then at the very end, they'll turn back towards praise, sometimes not even until like the last couple words. Right. So in that sense, um, having this Psalm at the end of the Psalter is in fact very psalmic. I feel clever with my use of different, different, different uses of the word. Um, do you have Psalm 147 up or do you want me to? I do. Okay. Um, do you want me to read the whole thing or we just want to do yeah um so all the way through let's do 20, yeah. let's do you know what lectionary says only a couple of things we're going to do all of them oh okay so metal all right a reading for the book of psalms number 147 let us listen now for the word of our gods the people of god praise the lord how good it is to sing praises to our god for he is gracious and a song of praise is fitting the Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving and make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heaven with clouds and prepares earth, rain for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. He gives food. He gives to the animals their food and to the young ravens when they cry. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the speed of a runner. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope is, in those who hope in his steadfast love. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him in those who hope in his steadfast love. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he strengthens the bars of your gates. He blesses your children within you. He grants peace within your borders. He fills you with the finest of wheat. He sends out his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters frost like ashes. He hurls down hail like crumbs. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He makes his wind blow and the waters flow. 
he declares his word to Jacob, his statutes and ordinances to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any other nation, and they do not know his ordinances. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. All right. Thanks, Matt. Um, yes, all right. So um, we had, there's quite a bit here. You have um, just a couple of observations. You've got stuff about creation. You've got stuff about justice and you've got stuff about like daily ordinary sustenance. Um, you have both a cosmic uh, look and you have also a specific cosmic kind of um view and then you also have the specific view of God's relationship with uh, Israel. I think because it is both that cosmic and specific like I I get why this is included in ordinary time for mm -hmm. honestly the the season of ordinary time is kind of in the reformed is kind of in the reformed uh wheelhouse because like the ordinary is where we live the majority of mm -hmm. our time and you know if you think about the ways in which Protestantism is is less about, um, you know, there's a couple of people, places, times that are sacred, and actually everything is sacred, and everyone has access to God, which in turn has turned into nothing is sacred, and nothing right. is accurate, because, and, and in fact, and which has turned into a cultural, there is no God, because there's nothing is sacred, because right. everything is normal, but yeah, I do appreciate, had its moment there. this is actually like, not not obviously it's it's Jewish, but right. this kind of appeals to my reform sensibilities in that there is this in all in things both big and small. You have mm -hmm. creation, you have um, peace within your cities, sustenance, all those different things. Um, all those are things to praise and be grateful for. Starting off at the beginning, you know, um, you have the uh, praise the Lord, how good it is to sing and a song of praise is fitting. So praise, I hear that as um, something uh, something you respond with, to with gratitude, a way that right. you respond, something something with your being, some sort of response. I, this is not a fresh take, but like, you know, forcing gratitude. That can be a hard thing for people right. to hear. If you're like, you you should be grateful. And it's like, <laughs> no, you, you don't like, have no. to be. And actually like forcing yourself to be grateful in times that are difficult or actually like you found that is actually like harmful to people. Yeah. <laughs> what, there's an invitation to like, what do you, what can you look back on and see as a gift? What can you look back on? And that makes you want to sing a song of praise. Well, I think that, right. Um, ties into that idea of, of the ordinary. Uh, it's one of the reasons I like this one a lot is, you know, you get those moments where it, he talks about right the, the Psalm writer, the author of the Psalm, the Psalmist, as it were, goes through and it names off those things at the beginning. Like he determines some of the stars. He gives them all their names. His understanding is beyond measure, but lifts up the downtrodden and casts the wicked to the ground. That's both a past, a historical event and a future hope, right? So even if the even if this present moment sucks, right, you've got something that speaks to an eschatological or you know, a future hope, right? Not just an end times hope, but that's really important Mm -hmm. Right. Because you can be you can find joy in that moment, knowing that hope is around the corner, hmm. even when this particular moment that you're sitting in. Right. Is exhausting. And all you really want to do is go to sleep. Hmm. Um, hmm. That's and you know, not to not to be too on the nose about it. Right. About the pandemic that it there isn't there are certainly things to be joyful about. 
um, as I you know go through my day. But man, there are a whole lot of things that are just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. But when I can look at it like this and using this as a way of thinking about what do I have to be grateful for? What right. are these things in my past and what things in my future, right? right. Um, I can get through those moments where, yes, this moment sucks. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm upset. Yeah. And it's okay because yeah. God is still present in this moment. Christianity has a kind of a weird relationship with positive thinking because we right. because we understand we have hope, but hope is not the same as optimism. Right. Or, but also like it is okay to to be positive. Um, and yet sometimes you can you can hear gospels that can just sound like, let's look at the positive. Again, you said there is that hope that you know God brings good things out of unexpected places and situations, mm-hmm. oftentimes those situations that feel like death. And that's that is the gospel hope. Being like, you know here are, you know, we're in a pandemic, but here are like the silver linings of a pandemic or, or, you know, here are the things that like, you should really, you should really be grateful in a pandemic. That is something that you can take on for yourself, but something that I would feel very weird telling another person. Like, yeah. I, I, it feels prescriptive. Like yeah, I'm telling somebody else how they have to feel. And I can't right. for my own mental health. Right. I can do that. And I think that's productive. But if I was going to preach on it, dude, you got to name the suck. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There's no other way of doing it, right? You right. got to name the suck. I appreciate, like you said before, like there is the the list mm-hmm. of all these different things, gathers the outcasts, um, which is a reference to, like I said before, this is a reference to exile. Yep. Times change. God brings the, brings the outcasts home, binds up wounds. Um, and then you move into the next section um, and you have more of this kind of creation language. Uh, song of praise is befitting. All right, sing, uh, make melody to God on the lyre, which some kind of stringed instrument. Um, clouds, rain for the earth, grass for the hills, animals food, young ravens where they cry. And then uh, delight is not in the strength of horse, nor in his pleasure in the speed of a runner which uh, may be, I, I, under, I understood that as uh, chariots will reference Pharaoh's armies or people mm-hmm. who have chariots as, as military power, um, but it's not. And so horses, I, horses and runners, I, I think might be a cadence of that kind of military power. It is not, it is not strength that God is into, um, right. but God looks at uh, those who fear him, which is a, a euphemism for faith. And those yeah, I, I mean, who, I'm kind of curious because that when it yeah. says fear, I always want to look at that. And it says, like it says it's the plural construct of fear, but I need to look. Like, it's, it's one of those fear, especially in Hebrew, often, unless they're talking about, you know, when you're talking about God, it's talking about reverence and awe, right? And how else do you respond with something that's so overwhelming and so un, not only unknowable, but also so much that you don't have words for it right yeah yeah um, I've, I've done I've, I've done there were times in my life when I was really yeah. in the book of Proverbs and so the whole like the fear of the Lord is beginning of what is the beginning of wisdom right um, and there's just been like so many words so much so many words that have been written or typed um, trying to get at what that what that's about I do like in this one that takes pleasure in those who fear him in those who hope in God's steadfast love. We've been using a lot of he language. Um, That's what the Psalm is using. You know, we, we may have, we, next time we'll do our homework on. If I was, uh, if I was to reread it, it would be, let's see, right. 
God gives the animals their food and the ravens when they cry. God's delight is not in the strength of the horse. And it's right. usually I right. would just use a non-gender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I there. I would just I just noticed that at the beginning. So yeah, I didn't know that, that we are not said. we are not trying to push any sort of uh we don't have any particular masculine construct for God. Yes, thank you. Right? Thank you. That is that's exactly um, it. So going back is um, those who fear God and those who hope in God's steadfast love. And so the fact that hope and follows up fear makes me think that it takes on more of that reverence because you wouldn't hope for something that you are scared of, but you would hope in someone who loves you and that would be an act of faith and would inspire reverence and awe. Um, And also you're not afraid of the one who covers the heavens with clouds and prepares rain for the earth, right? That those are hope for sustenance. That's hope that the crops are going to grow. One source that I looked at talked about how like these actually might be three different poems kind of mashed, mashed together in different ways. I mean, um, but I also think that the fact that there's also these different lists, like here are the specific things that we have to be grateful for, which I, right. which I, I, appre- I appreciate as in, in this is like, you look through and it is really like kind of a holistic view. Yeah. What's something, what's something else that you're seeing in that second, second section? Mostly right. That it's that the, I love the, you know, that it ends in, in that's that's that phrase steadfast love, right. Which is just, um, you know, the Hebrew for that, for is the, the chesed, right. The, mm-hmm. the loving kindness, but that, moment of sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. It doesn't, the thing I, I'm noticing, right? We talked a lot, a little bit a minute ago about like, you know, look, there are things that you can do for your own mental health to look through and see this, but it's sing to the Lord for thanksgiving and make melody um, to our God on the lyre, right? So it's it's engage in praise because these are the things that God has done, right? He gives animals food and does these things, but he doesn't take pleasure. And I like the fact that that's sort of a military analogy, right? Doesn't take, and that I think speaks on a whole variety of moments. There's always this idea that might makes right, um, which I think if we understand Christianity correctly, it's not might that makes right. Um, self-giving, but, love, self-giving love right. leads, to, leads to a new, new life and a new reality. Right. And I can speak, I can't speak to ancient cultures because I wasn't there, right? Like I understand them from a historical perspective, but there is a whole lot of American exceptionalism, which says that might makes right. And this speaks very much as a counterpoint to that idea because the Lord does not take pleasure in that but takes pleasure in those who fear him. So those who reverence him or those who reverence the Lord and in those who hope in God's chesed and God's steadfastness, God's steadfast loving kindness. Yeah. My kind of theological kick lately is um, faith as a form of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I liked what you're saying about strength and, you know, God's delight is not in how, powerful how fast how effective efficient um but god takes delight in how you trust trusting god Mm. um and i think that it's interesting that comes up to be like look up look down below you look look far and wide at the animals and that there is enough like like my might is about might is about getting stuff i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go back Let's say you have, let's say you have a bunch of money and you put it all in one or two hedge funds. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to use the the Walter Bergman example, right? That Pharaoh can never sleep because Pharaoh never has enough. Right. And so like, and so the, um, 
Did you did you see the guy talking about Luke and building bigger barns? I did. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, it was. I I was like, oh, and I'm a pastor. And I just think that you know God says like, look, and I was just like, ah! right, like, right. And so like, like <laughs> this is this is like Tucker the, reaction gift. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> this is this is like the opposite of that, right? It's like right. there is enough, and so like you don't have to turn towards you know anxiety about getting more and more but like look at how there is enough and if you can trust mm-hmm. that there's enough not that there's more than enough right not that, that there you, is enough that there is enough um yeah one of the one of the um places that i did one of my internships at would talk a lot about you know people getting more and more and people not having enough are kind of opposite sides of the same anxiety coin where it's like you need to keep getting more and more um, but if you like operate in the enough mindset, not more than enough, but just enough, no. um, one, you can live off of enough. And two, if we have enough, then others, then we can guarantee that others have enough yeah. as well. So like, I, 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 I like that this is kind of like, look at creation and trust that as God makes enough for the, the, the earth and the creatures that there right. will be enough for us as well. Um, well, and it's, it, there's the, what is it? And so, I, I mean, I know I'm, I, it feels like I'm grasping at straws, but I'm not, but this is sort of a refrain, right? Throughout the whole of scripture is that look at, you know, what is it? You know, look at the sparrow, God makes sure they have enough to eat. Well, will, will God not care as much for you? Right. This is very, um, like, and we, we talked about this in our lost episode, um, <laughs> but this is very kind of wisdom tradition, Ecclesiastes, like, yep. like that is, um, Cause like what you were saying, like, look at, look at the, well, you were saying God right. takes care of the well, sparrows, provides, but, but right? then also, yeah. also like, look at the lilies of the field, look at the birds of the air, all that stuff, right. um, which is, has cadences of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. And so like Jesus was deeply tied into the Hebrew wisdom tradition as well. And we see that in, in a lot of his teachings. And sometimes he takes those wisdom traditions and turns them completely on their head. Um, true. And other times he just sort of rephrased it in a, in a similar way. And, and while there is that, there's not that, um, that admonition not to be anxious or not to right. gather strength altogether, there is kind of like an implication, like God loves those who can like pay attention and get that, like, there is enough. Um, yeah. I, I, that last part of it, right. Like, I think you're, I think it, to me, it implies something there, right. That, you don't need to go out and consume to, to please God. And that that idea, if there is enough, you will be fine because it's already covered that in the first half, but you don't have to consume and you don't have to, to conquer and to take over. This is what God is desiring. Right, right, right. This has this implication of like, you trust. It presumes that the audience cares that right. who, what, what the Lord does or doesn't take pleasure in. Right. But then you take it to our day and there are folks who are, who are, anxious about not being not they're not being enough not because of how they think god feels about them but about whether or not because of their own experiences right right and so i think that that's kind of like like one of one of our jobs is to like try and translate you know the lord takes pleasure um one lord takes pleasure in you and mm-hmm. also like that there's that there is enough and that there is something behind all of this and that something, however you want to name it, we right. tend to call it 
you know, the God of Israel and, you know, a person of Jesus come to be among us, that something wants to provide enough for you um, if you can trust it. And, you know, there's plenty of reasons and there's plenty of reasons and examples for why not to trust. (laughs) There are, um, but I think that's a good point, right? Like part of our job um, in ministry is not just to work with people who are consuming, but um, for those people who have been cut out of the system mm-hmm. in any way, shape or form. Right. Um, and not just to reassure them that, you know, it, the, it's nice. There's like when you know, where the rubber reaches the road, right. It's really nice to look at somebody and go, you know, God loves you. There is enough. And they go, yeah, I know idiot. There's enough, but you know, you got this billionaire hedge fund guy over here who jacked the price of my insulin from, you know, $60 a week to $600 a week. Right. 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 So, so yeah, plenty I know of reasons not to trust, but it's plenty of reasons not to trust. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so it's right somewhere in there, right. Part of our job, right. It's not just to name the fact that God has created enough, but that the created order is enough. Mm-hmm. Right. But also in a good reform tradition to, to understand that the current order is broken. Right. Well, and right? it's like and that our job is to work for justice. Well, and I think like you, I, th- I think I appreciate you saying that. I mean, we can let, with that, I think that's a good reason to, to move right on into the third um, right. part. I'm using NRSV, um, right? And in the different that's places, my translation. Yeah, and the and the sources that I was the commentaries and stuff that I was looking at had talked about there being three sections, um, and every time that it says um, it moves from he 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 to praise the lord sing right. sing to the lord and then back to praise to the lord like each of those is the start of like a third of a different section so moving into okay. our into, into our third section yeah um uh all right so you're talking about like yeah you've got the the you know the system in place about people not being apart and then you and so then you kind of move into this like you move back into a less of a creation based and more of a interpersonal or political or, you know, kind of more of that daily life, ordinary interactions. Um, right. So, you know, for God strengthens, strength, strengthens the bar of your gates. Um, right. That's something about security, blesses your children within you, grants peace within your borders, fills you with the finest of wheat, sends out his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly, gives snow like wool. Um, he sends out his snow. He makes his wind blow and the waters flow, declares his word to Jacob. And you, you're starting to get more into kind of um, prophetic or um, religious language about, you know, hearing God. And I almost, I almost kind of wonder if all of these, if it's kind of, because um, sometimes the Psalms will do this, I think about Psalm 19, um, we'll talk about how like nature communicates God, um, which as a reformed person, not completely sold on that idea um and uh but you know yeah there's a little uh, bit of that um there's a little bit of that in romans one as well of being like you know nature says something says something about god um the uh so that there is this precedent of not necessarily a natural theology because i think that imposes something that's a more modern category that superimposing backwards um but uh, that there is something about nature that, and something about our ordinary life that it communicates God to us. Um, and so going back to what you were saying, um, talking about, uh, you know, how we order ourselves, um, like blessing our children and peace within our borders, um, that, that's uh, kind of the opposite side of like 
that there's also enough peace, there's enough justice for everyone, um, if we trust. If there is enough for me, and there's enough for you, that means it's not just enough food and not just enough money, but it also means there's peace, right? And there is peace, not just here in this particular localized segment, but that also means for peace for my neighbors, right? And who is your neighbor, right? But peace for my neighbors who live in Egypt and in Iraq and in Afghanistan and in Saudi Arabia and in Vietnam and in Korea and in all these places in the world, right? In Venezuela and in, you know, and in, in, in Brazil and in Rio de Janeiro and all these places where there's not only a pandemic that's occurring, right? And that we may or may not be aware of, mm-hmm. but also where there's systematic violence, mm-hmm. not just against, you know, one group of people, but against the whole culture, Sure. right? But sure. there's not just peace in my little town, in my house, mm-hmm. right? Which is also important, right? Sure. But also- sure that there's peace for them and there's enough peace and there's yeah. enough, there's just enough. You keep going out. Cause so it's like, God does all these things. Right. And then you also have this special invitation because he sends out, God sends out the word, right. um, declares the word to Jacob statutes and ordinances. I hear that as um, the law um, sure. and hasn't dealt with, hasn't dealt with any other nation this way and the other nations don't know don't know the ordinance ordinances praise the lord so it's it's almost got this feel like you get this kind of like look under the hood kind of thing like you you have this command no other nation has been dealt with this way um praise the lord you've been given a command to trust you've been given the commands and the ordinances to faithfulness and neighborly neighborliness I mean, wasn't that the, that's the argument, right? Though, is that, you know, God, that salvation came through the Hebrew people, right? right? So through the person of Jesus Christ. I would explain as, as um, Jesus blows open the covenant for all. Right. Which that, depending on who you ask, that could be very offensive. And there's some people who could say, this is good news. Um, so recognizing right. that, that, the, that saying that is, it's a very, is a very strong, is a strong claim to make. And it's, it is a very, you know, my, my Jewish friends would disagree with me. It goes, nice guy not sure. a messiah sure. right but for me right this is how i understand the divine this is my avenue into understanding god as christianity sure right so salvation comes from the person of jesus christ takes the covenant <laughs> who, from being a who, singular thing right right and right. opens it up to everybody right and i think it's interesting that like you talk about john one yeah the, the word like sometimes you'll get this thing being like oh the word is it's kind of a greek philosophical concept and so john was trying to communicate with a greek audience right or or was trying to communicate with like sophisticated hellenistic philosophy and theology and like well i think that's true sure and like i think there there's probably something to that because you have elements of greek thought even interacting with some of the like you, you have, or not, not Greek thought, but like you have different international influences that influence different parts of the Torah and the, um, and the writings in particular that there, that may be the case, but, but the word is a word that shows up all the time throughout the Hebrew Bible. So it's kind of like, this is a, this is a Jewish reference. This word goes out and the word was um, 
ordinances, what does it say in here? It's um, ordinances and statutes. And we understand that as that word to go out as a person. Um, right. That's a different claim entirely. Yeah, but I think that, the, you know, the, I didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it, right? Absolutely, you know, absolutely. That I am, that I am, I am the law. Right. And I, that's a Judge Dredd That's a Judge Dredd, right? yeah, but, yeah. but at the same time, I didn't come to abolish it, but to fulfill it. Right, right, right. right? And so those statues and ordinances, it's, right. I, I just see that as a, and I get that that's, again, that's my theology, right? As, right. A, as a person in the Reformed tradition, I am inclined to understand um, my interactions with the divine that way, but that, that's where I sit. I can't, I can't get away from that. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, and so like, I wouldn't, I would not, um, be like, okay, this Psalm, and this is, I, I know plenty of people disagree with me on this. I would not be like, oh, this Psalm is like the word goes out and the Psalmist wrote something, but what they actually meant was Jesus or, no, or there could I would be never, something, no, or, I would never say that. or, um, God took the scripture and changed the meaning of it over time or something like that. Like I would probably not be quite as on board. I would not be comfortable with that. I I just, I just be like, eh, that's kind of a stretch, but I do think that there is a testimony that, Mm -hmm. you know, God's word does go out and we understand that word. And, but also recognize and respecting that, you know, statutes and ordinances are good news to people. The, yeah. the, the command, love your neighbor, that's pretty good news. That's, that, is, that is, are you kidding me? That's great. That's great right? news. Hey, it, if you stay within, um, if you stay within these ways of living alongside your neighbor, like don't want their stuff, don't take their stuff, right? Uh, don't mess with other people's relationships, uh, don't, don't murder or kill, depending on who you ask. Six days you can work, but seven, right. take one off. Like that's, that's, that is good news as well. That's um, good news. Those those right? are those are good things. Those are good things to hear. Yeah. Um, and uh, at, and yeah, at the same time, we say like, oh, God sends out the word, um, and we think that person came to build on that and say, you've heard it said, eye for eye and hate those who hate you, but actually don't do violence and pray for your enemies and you'll right. be perfect like God in that way. Like that, that, that word does go out. Um, so I understand that like talking about the word can cause a bit of a interfaith friction. Um, yeah. Uh, and so There's, like trying to, trying to bit. thread that line to be like, yeah, this is what we believe. And, you know, also One of recognize the, that these, this, these ancient texts belong to an ancient tradition. Yeah. They're not just ours, right. Yeah. They were. Um, and I think that's one of the things I, I, firmly will encourage anyone to do right is when you read these try to read them as they were written mm-hmm. right to, to not look while i believe right that there are certainly moments of prophecy that jesus fulfills and that they call forward to jesus right when they were written at the time they were written mm-hmm. that's they were not aware of of the person of jesus right, right? so right. the psalmist is writing you know at this particular point what 500 years right am i remembering my psalms correctly right depending on where you are in the psalter um before jesus is going to even come on the scene right 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 and so like because these are all these are all poems and and things that jesus would have known they would have been part of his tradition right right and it's a it's a deeply jewish document and to respect it for what it is right and like you also Um, think about like when the word goes when we when the word of god in the beginning, the word was with God, the word was right. God. When that word goes out, um, and as as Eugene Peterson 
um, famously paraphrased it, you know, moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> that's that's like such a classic that's just such a classic line right yeah moved in the, when god <laughs> god showed up and moved in the neighborhood remember he also shows up um in and you can look through following especially matthew there's you can see um like the list of of celebration jewish celebrations yep. leading up to passover that he observes as well as um he embodies the tradition of israel you know um, going out into the desert for 40 days, um, the crucifixion being a form of exile as well. Right. Um, you know, at Matthew, Jesus going down to Egypt after Jesus going down to Egypt. Um, right. Showing that, showing sort of the, the parallel lives of, you know, the parallel right. history, right? right. Jesus' life is also a parallel history with the history of Israel. Right. Um, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so that I mean, Mark, I've been preaching through Mark and Mark doesn't, Mark covers that, but Mark covers it like in the, the Cliffs Notes version. Sure, um, sure. So like you get the you get the baptism, then you get the 40 days of the desert, and then you come back and it's right to Capernaum and right, you know, it's the calling of the disciples, right to Capernaum, and then right into and then we're in the we're in the thick of it. We're we're, we're in the thick of it, right? We're healing people, we're getting into fights, and then by chapter yep. three, they're conspiring to get rid of him. So. Yep. And so that's that's Mark. Yeah. Uh, but you're absolutely right. They're not just our texts. Right. We don't we don't own a claim on them. They are they are a shared history for us as Christians. They are certainly songs of praise and a window. And I think they are vital and important and a good way for us to engage with the divine. Right. And engage with finding ways to hear the Holy Spirit. And I love that that language. Right. To be able to tie the statues and ordinances to tie that to the word, because the word was in the beginning. The word was God. The word was with God. The word (laughs) was with God in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Right to go back to that and the statues and ordinances are a gift from God to the people. Mm-hmm. Right. And the word is a gift from God to the people. Right. 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 For those parallel lines to be drawn, I think is important for us to understand that we're part of a tradition that is bigger than, than both of us. Right. 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 Um, the God who gives statues and laws is the same God who provides rain, same God who, gives peace in your borders right. same god who binds up the uh, brokenhearted or binds up the wounds and heals the right. brokenhearted so it's like it's all it's all gift it is all gift all right. gift um and and the word is the gift as well and the word and even that is a gift i appreciate that it's like it's not making too many it's not making that many moral claims on the reader when there are right. plenty of other places where the psalms do oh, yeah. but in this one it is Everything, this one is, it's, everything is gift. Everything is gift. Everything is gift. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. If all somebody took away from this psalm when we were talking about it, if they took away that the, the six words, right, they should take away is praise the Lord. It is gift. It is gift. All is there gift, go. right? All praise the gift. Lord. All is gift. If you can get those six words, right, <laughs> that's your six word sermon. Sure. Praise the Lord. Everything's a gift. There you go. There you go. Well, um, let's, that seems like a good, seems like a good place to end. I'm there for it. Remember God's delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor God's pleasure in the speed of a runner, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear God and in those who hope in God's steadfast love. That seems like a benediction to send you off on. So hope and have hope and have faith. (laughs) Amen. 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 All right, friends. Thanks for joining us. Um, We will see you hear from you you will hear from us (laughs) 
what is a podcast? Who even knows? But even however knows. it is, we will podcast with you sometime soon. Bye, friends. All right. Bye now.